What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to your waiver Wire Show for week 13. Wow, we're getting close to the fantasy postseason. The Falcons have allowed 18 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in six straight games. Is Benny Snell going to make it seven straight games? Is he going to headline your waiver Wire? What about the Jets, guys? What about Zay Jones? What about Mike White? Welcome, everybody. Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Kind of an interesting week, Jamie. There, there are some some big-time running back injuries that we don't know the extent of, the severity of right now, but could make for a pretty fun Tuesday night and maybe Wednesday night making those waiver claims. It's it's emerged as an interesting week. You know, there's not a guy, I think, that's a slam dunk. This is a must-start player. But there are some guys that could be maybe number two running backs or or flex options for you and, and a couple of quarterbacks that are certainly intriguing in, in Mike White, who you alluded to, and Jared Goff as well. So there's uh there there's some there's some good opportunities here to, you know, pick up some players that you might be, you know, starting, but it could also be a potential waste, uh, depending on some of the injury concerns. Hey Dave. What's up, bro? In nine career games with double digit carries, Benny Snell has scored 9.9 or more PPR fantasy points in seven of nine games, 12.3 or more in five of nine games, but he always has 16 or more carries. Actually, I think that was going into last night, so now it's 10 games with double-digit carries, uh, and he, he, he usually gets a ton. Um, yeah, so, but we got to deal with Jalen Warren. we got to deal with Najee Harris. It's complicated. It's compl- if, if this were a Facebook relationship status, this week would be it's complicated. I, I knew you were going there. Yeah. You just said complicated like six times before you landed on that. Is I'm Facebook gonna... still around? I know Twitter. Twitter died, right? That's what uh, I'm told. Twi- it's Twitter's, so on Twitter's gone. <laughs> Facebook's gone. Mastodon, no one can figure out. MySpace back, right? Tom's back? MySpace. I'm, I'm using email. <laughs> I never had a MySpace. Um, all right. Well, uh, 
You had a forerunner. You need, you need five months. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know what? Uh, we'll get into uh, the waiver wire priorities in just a bit. Here are the big injuries that we're tracking. Aaron Rodgers has injured ribs and, of course, the broken thumb. If he's healthy enough to play, he's going to play at Chicago. But they do have a bye in week 14. So we'll keep an eye on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has knee irritation. Eliza, Elijah Mitchell is out for the rest of the regular season, unfortunately, with a sprained MCL. Najee Harris left with the injury. Uh, Joe Mixon is trending in the right direction. Damian Harris is reportedly not going to play this week. They have a Thursday game against the Bills. He is week to week. Travis Etienne left in the second quarter, or it might have been the first quarter, but he is expected to play this week. He was apparently cleared to come back. So hold up on your Agnew waiver claims. Michael Carter has a low... Yep, that's what I meant. Hasty. Thank you. I was a little hasty there with the name. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, hold up on your Jermichael Hasty. I get it confused also, as well as uh, spelling Jermichael Hasty incorrectly, as you pointed out to me. <laughs> yes, well, that'll be fixed before the column is published. Uh, Jamar Chase expected to play. Oh, yeah, Michael Carter, low ankle sprain, so don't know if he's out this week. Uh, Jamar Chase expected to play. Darnell Mooney out for the season. Allen Robinson out for the season. Let's take a look at, do we have uh, the Twitter poll? We do. Thomas, let's throw up this Twitter poll that Jamie put out this morning. If you end up starting, if if they end up starting in week thirteen, which free agent running back would you rather have in PPR? Benny Snell at Atlanta or Zonovan Knight at Minnesota? And Dave, Benny Snell is running away with it right there. So let's talk about our top three priorities. He's got sixty-two percent of the vote. For those of you who cannot see, uh, who are your top priorities in the waiver wire this week? Snell's going to be number one, provided that we don't get a positive update on Najee Harris or Jalen Warren from. Mike Tomlin during his Tuesday press conference. We will probably have an idea of what's going on in Pittsburgh. I figure early afternoon, you'll see it all over social media, or you know, you can go read the player updates on CBSports.com. We'll have it there too. Snell's one, Zonovan Bam Knight would be number two. And then I would pivot off of running back and look at Zay Jones at number three. He's available in 69% of leagues. And it, I also think that this is the time of year where it, it's a lot about what you need. And if you, if you need a running back, and most fantasy managers want running back, they want to build depth. Okay, so that's why that position's first. But let's just say that you're loaded at running back and you don't want to fool around with Snell and Knight and these, these average players that are just getting an opportunity. You want to bulk up your receiver depth? Go for it. Zay Jones is the top name. You want to bulk up your tight end depth? I got bad news for you. You can't do that this week. Quarterback depth, bad news. Can't really do much of that this week either. But it, it, if you need something... Don't be afraid to prioritize what your needs are versus what our top three are. Can I can I just go back to uh, Knight and, and Snell? I know we're going to talk about a lot, but so here here's where I struggle with this a little bit. Um, first off, there's as you said, it's complicated. We don't know which of these two guys can end up starting because there's a lot at play here with Michael Carter, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, all those guys. I do think there is a chance based on what Knight showed and the comments that Robert Sala made that he may end up being the lead running back for the Jets rest of season. And so there, there's a little bit more long-term appeal. The fact that they made James Robinson a healthy scratch because they wanted to see what Knight had to offer. And the, the comment, at least that I saw from Zach Rosenblatt in The Athletic, was that they, they liked his running style. And so we know Carter has certainly been more of a complimentary back as opposed to you know last season when he was the lead back by design. But I, I think for this season, you know, you've seen him more as the complimentary back. And I think they've been a little bit upset with what they've gotten out of their ground game overall since Brees Hall has gone down. 
So there is the potential for some long-term appeal here for Knight, again, being part of a crowded backfield. So I think if you just tell me for one week, if I had to pick one of these guys, they're both starting, I would agree with the poll. I think Benny Snell's in a better spot because of his matchup. But if you are looking, I think, from a long-term perspective, there's probably a, lo- a longer scenario, a longer leash for, for uh, Donovan Knight just based Sorry. on some of the, the, the things that play here. The third part of this, though, is if you don't need one of these guys, and, and, and I thought this might have been the direction Dave was going, I agree Zay Jones would be the third guy added. But J.K. Dobbins is now eligible to return. And you have uh, the three-week window of what he you know, might be able to offer. Um, it's not a, a short-term thing, so you got to make sure you're going to the playoffs. Week 15, let me see if I have the matchup right. Week 15, they get Cleveland. And week 16, they get Atlanta. If he's right by then... I don't care what Benny Snell does and what Donovan, Zonovan Knight does. If J.K. Dobbins is J.K. Dobbins by then, it's a huge stretch to say that. But if he is, right, then that's a guy that could help you win your fantasy league. These guys may help you win a week. That guy can help you win your league. So, um, you know, it's, it's short-term versus long-term for me with that. So I, I agree uh, the, the three guys Dave listed should be the three priorities. But if you don't need a running back for this week and you're just, you know, let somebody else want to deal with the headaches and the complications of, of Steelers and Jets, Go get J.K. Dobbins if he's available. I have many follow-up questions here. First of all, uh, just to just to piggyback on what Jamie was saying about the Jets running back situation, I thought Robert Sala had a very interesting quote. He said that they had left some meat on the bone yep. with their runs, and Zonovan Knight is a one-cut, get-vertical get runner. And he said, well, we, we just felt like if we could get vertical, we had been leaving meat on the bone, basically. That's, I'm paraphrasing, but... Uh, so that's what they want. They want a guy who's going to just attack and just go, and that's what he did. Um, obviously, this, the competition steps up here in weight class with Minnesota this week and Buffalo next week. Those are two good run defenses, um, and you do have Ty Johnson playing on third downs, which he was doing, by the way, in the first half when Michael Carter was healthy. They actually had a three-man backfield. Uh, so so there is that. But, yeah, at night, I mean, like it, James Robinson and Michael Carter basically split carries evenly a few weeks ago, and it seems like Knight was going to do that at the very least. Uh, but he obviously has a, an opportunity here. Um, all right, my question for you, my questions for you are: Benny Snell and Jalen Warren. Let's say Snell and Warren are both healthy. Warren, yeah, yeah, he's more explosive. He'll catch more passes. I and he had the opportunity to be in that backfield before Snell did. Right, right, but he did it as a as the complimentary back. So, do, does he keep that role and play the third down Probably. role, whereas Snell is the is the Harris role? Or, or let's what? put it this: I, I think you've nailed it. I think that's what it'll be. But Snell isn't explosive. If you watch him run, he'll remind you of late career Jerome Bettis. He gets what's blocked. He's physical. He's got good vision. He's he's in many ways like James Robinson, I guess you could say, but. I think he would end up being like the running downs back and Warren would be the passing downs back. If catches count, that's going to favor Warren. If explosive plays count, that will favor Warren as well. If you start Snell and he's sharing, you're hoping that he finds the end zone. Sounds a lot like Najee Harris, but we, we were starting. First note I wrote on Benny Snell was he looks he's playing a lot like Najee Harris before Najee Harris was starting to get going because Harris has looked good the past few weeks. Well, Snell had a nice game last night. All right, so Jamie, same thing. You you quickly said Warren. Do you, what do you think yes. the split is if they both if they're the two guys playing at Atlanta? I, I think Benny Snell gets minimal touches if Jalen Warren is healthy. Okay. Mm. 
So Warren is definitely then someone that we should at least consider. He thinks- yeah. The, the, so again, this is where the complications come in. So you know, you could spend your fab because you're trying to you know secure a playoff spot or or you know desperate to get into the playoffs, and you spend the the rest of your fab on Benny Snell. You know, and, and I'm not picking on you, Adam, but a lot of people I think did this. You spent a lot of your fab on Greg Dortch, right? And and that yeah. ended up blowing up because he didn't end up playing. So it, it's a very similar type of scenario. You know, you could spend uh, a, a significant portion of your remaining fab on a guy like Benny Snell or Zonovan Knight, and and they end up in in spots where they're not playing very much, if at all. So you just have to understand that that's the potential right now as of Tuesday. Dave said something I think that's pretty telling earlier in that Mike Tomlin typically is is not a guy that holds his cards. You know, so he'll tell you Tuesday that Jalen Warren is going to practice, or he'll tell you that. Najee Harris, we're going to keep an eye on, on his status. You know, he's going to be a little vague, clearly, but um, he, he's, you, you can kind of get an idea of where they're going with how it is. Now, Now I'll say that. He also said that it wasn't a significant hamstring injury for Warren and he didn't practice at all last week. So the reason I like Benny Snell better than Warren in terms of how I'm writing it is that he didn't practice all, at all last week, Warren. You know, but I, I'm as, as I explained it there, I'm saying the same thing here. You may end up in a situation by Thursday that Jalen Warren is practiced in full. And Benny Snell is now the backup. There's a reason why, as Dave alluded to, they've been using Jalen Warren over Benny Snell. Okay, um, another question. Let's go to your Dobbins comment. Gus Edwards. I mean, Gus Edwards is is doing well. Dobbins has not shown us that he's back yet. Uh, you know, when he was playing, it wasn't like he was tearing it up. You really think God, Dobbins has that you know league winning potential if Gus Edwards is is healthy and in the mix? I think that there is the chance for that. And so, again, when you're talking about what is out there in the universe, in the multiverse, you know, depending on what you like, uh, what, what is available to the you. Metaverse. Uh, the what? The metaverse. The metaverse. Yeah. Uh, what is available to you is one week scenario maybe of Benny Snell, because it doesn't sound like Najee Harris' injury, at least from, from what I saw last night, is multiple weeks. Again, could be, but it doesn't sound that way. Doesn't sound like Michael Carter's injury is multiple weeks. Travis Etienne's going to play, so uh, don't be hasty with hasty. Um, there is the scenario <laughs> if J.K. Dobbins got the the scar tissue cleaned up, and I'm not talking about week 13 or week 14. I'm looking really ahead to 15 and 16 with those matchups. They need a spark in their offense. I mean, you know, Gus Edwards, like you said, he, he's done a nice job when he's healthy. This offense is as flat as flat can be, and so. Can he be that guy? I don't know. Has he shown you that in the past? He certainly has. And if he's right, and John Harbaugh was seemingly very exciting about, excited talking about him on Monday. Again, coach talking about his player. That's you know not a big shock. But I don't have to spend a lot right now. You know, this is we 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 spent a lot of time. And I'll go back to last week's conversation about Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, people were saying, "Oh, you guys were just talking about Donovan Peoples Jones." That's far from the case. We've been talking about Donovan Peoples Jones for six weeks. Yeah. about adding him, and he just got more and more expensive. Forget about what he did in week 13. He just got more and more expensive because he got better and better and better. You have the chance to get in front of this now if you hadn't done so already with J.K. Dobbins. You know, get in front of these things while you have a chance to. And so if you don't need Snell, you don't need Knight, you have the chance to maybe get someone who could be a difference maker. Again, could be. That's the phrase. Could be. Not will be. Not he's going to be. Could be. Why not take a chance on it? 
I have one last question and we'll move on here. And I, obviously it's taken a while, but this is the really imp- important part of the waiver wire uh, is deciding on these running backs here. Dave, Dave, so if Michael Carter is out this week, what kind of role, if any, do you think James Robinson plays? And could that be a big downer for uh, Zonovan at night? It's, it's another reason why I can't put Knight ahead of Snell yet. Because I, I can't help but think that James Robinson, if Carter's out, will see some run. Wouldn't surprise me if Knight started. He played well. He looked good. Caught a few passes. Like he, he looks like your your typical unknown running back who has some burst, has fresh legs, understands the zone run scheme, and did a nice job against a terrible defense. And you mentioned that it's a step up. It's not a huge step up in class to Minnesota. It's not like they absolutely shut people down. But I, I think that they're going to want to use multiple backs again. We're going back to something that we've known for since like March, since Robert Sala got hired with New York, that they want to use multiple running backs. It will not be the Zonovan Bam night show. He might lead the way, could see 14 touches. That's good enough to be a low-end number two running back. But I, who knows if he's got the short yardage role. They might prefer to give that to Robinson. Now, there's also the possibility that Robinson stays in a, in a bench role. And use in case of emergency because they liked what Knight gave them. Yeah. And if Knight gets a hot hand, he can do pretty well. So I, I, I'm a little bit worried about what happens. I think Ty Johnson takes over passing downs. That's a role he's had before. Coaches should feel good about that. And then it could be Knight and J. Rob splitting rushing downs. Yeah. Um, okay. It's also a weird game because the Bears were so bad. You know, and how much of this was Knight just of getting course. this opportunity in in this matchup. You know, as right. opposed to let's let's after Carter went down, let's save Ty Johnson a little bit. Well, I don't know because in the first half, you break down the Jets carries in the first half. Carter had five, Knight had four. Uh, Carter ran Knight nine routes. Knight and Ty Johnson ran six routes. The three running backs combined for four targets. But Ty Johnson, even in the first half before the Carter injury, Ty Johnson played seven of eight snaps on third down. They truly had a three-way split in the backfield, which is terrible. That's the, the, it's it's the passing downs role is the I think the most pivotal one against the Vikings because yeah. that's the way to beat them is you know catching passes out of the backfield. Right. There's there's been one running back since week four that has rushed for fifty yards against the Vikings, and that was Tony Pollard. Uh, so it you know it is not an easy matchup for a running for a mostly running downs only back like potentially what Zonovan Knight could be. Uh, but I think don't overlook the fact that Jamie said like he could play the role that James Robinson was potentially playing, or he could just be the lead running back uh, because they they had meat on the bone and he ate the meat in week 12. All right, uh, let's move on and talk about some more players. And also, it is still Cyber Monday. Technically, you've got uh, a little bit more time to take uh, advantage of a great discount that we're giving you site-wide at store.cbsports.com. Get 30% off site-wide at store.cbsports.com with the promo code CYBER. So I'm going to read this verbatim here, but receive 30% off your entire purchase from the CBS Sports Store with code CYBER at checkout. Promotion starts on November 28th, 2022 at 12 a.m. Eastern and ends on November 30th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. All orders must be from the CBS Sports Store and added to cart from URL beginning with https colon slash slash store dot slash 
The promo code must be entered at checkout in order to be applied. Promo codes will not be added automatically. Promo codes cannot be applied retrospectively by you or our customer service team. Promo codes are not valid for online gift card purchases. Promo code cannot be used with sale or charitable items. But seriously, this is a great sale. The code is cyber. Go to store.cbsports.com. You know, sports stuff, great stuff, your favorite teams. Um, And I would like to say that I tried last night. I was going to buy one of those big hats that Brian Robinson was wearing. Uh, I was going to wear it on the show. I thought we'd all get a nice kick out of it. $75 to start to wear one of those big Brian Robinson hats. I will not be wearing a Brian Robinson hat on the air. I don't pay $75 for hats, Uh, but it was funny. So thank you, Brian Robinson. You want one for the holidays? I'll get you one. Yes, I would. You could design anything you want and put it on there. I will gladly, gladly take it. You, by the way, this could be the bet. This could be the payoff of the Kareem Hunt bet that you lost. Lost it miserably, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, your news and notes. So we talked about Aaron Rodgers. Some more quarterback news. Lovey Smith anticipates Kyle Allen starting next week. Sam Darnold's going to start in week 14. They have a bye this week. Cardinals and Panthers are on bye this week. And then we have six teams on bye next week. Yeah. Uh, we but, should probably talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i sorry. I don't have the list. I know some of the teams, but you can give me that list after we do the news and notes. Sure. Um yeah, Darnold's going to start at least one more game. Same with Mike White. Robert Sala is still talking about how he wants to get Zach Wilson back. You know, we'll see. Still waiting to hear on McCaffrey's knee. And maybe Jordan Mason ends up being the best guy to pick up this week. Najee Harris, Joe Mixon. We told you about Mixon. He's trending in the right direction. No Damian Harris this week, according to a report. Uh, just keep, you know, Josh Jacobs had a calf injury, left briefly. The coaches did not want Jacobs to come back in. It's a good thing he did. But it's a, it's not a terrible idea to, to have Zamir White, I suppose, uh, with a lingering calf it's, it issue. Would, it would be just messy, though, I think. Yeah. You know, because Zamir Abdullah would get plenty of work, and maybe Brandon Bolden, if he's healthy, would get work. You know, so I, I, Zamir is definitely the, the, the true handcuff, I think, just based on how he would be used. But I think you'd see all three guys getting touches. I know I'm repeating some earlier information, but Travis Etienne expected to play this week. Michael Carter, low ankle sprain, don't know his status. J.K. Dobbins is going to practice this week. The Chiefs signed Melvin Gordon to the practice squad. Dave, does that matter? Not yet, but it will. It will? Should we add Melvin Gordon? He, I think he's in that same vein as J.K. Dobbins, as somebody who could end up mattering for fantasy down the stretch. All right. A guy like that on your bench, he's got Houston. If he makes the team by week 15, two games against Denver, I'm ready to start running backs against Denver now. Seattle in week 16. That's a pretty good schedule left over for Kansas City. Uh, Jamar Chase expected to play. Darna Mooney out for the season. Al Robinson out for the season. Injury news on defense and offensive lines. Aaron Donald has a high ankle sprain. So hopefully that can relieve some pressure for Ken Walker this week. Yeah, Rams are in trouble. Uh, the Bears safety Eddie Jackson's going to miss time with the foot injury. Miami left tackle Teron Armstead is going to miss time with a pec injury. Huge deal as they have potentially the game of the week. I'm going to have a tough time deciding which mu- which game gets the music this week. This is an incredible slate of games, but Miami San Francisco certainly on that list. Uh, Tampa Bay right tackle Tristan Wirfs is going to miss some time with a high ankle sprain. The Chargers had two injuries on their offensive line, center and right tackle. The Bears right tackle left with an injury. The Cardinals left tackle DJ Humphreys is out for the season. He's missed the last three games. Um, 
P.J. Williams, cornerback for the Saints. He left with a knee injury. See if they get Marshawn Lattimore back this week. Could really make a difference for your Mike Evans decisions. Carolina safety Xavier Woods left with a knee injury. Minnesota rookie cornerback Andrew Booth could be out for the season. He has not played much, but they could use all the help that they need at cornerback or that they can get. Uh, two safety injuries from the Sunday night game. Darnell Savage for the Packers. C.J. Gardner-Johnson just got an update on him. He is out indefinitely. It's like... Uh, Lacerated kidney. Lacerated kidney. Okay, that's what I thought it was. I didn't want to say the wrong thing there, but that's that sounds tough. Hopefully he deal. gets better soon. Kenny Moore, great cornerback for the Colts. He left in the fourth quarter. And Eric Armstead finally coming back for the 49ers, getting healthy this week against the Dolphins. Um, Jamie, give me a 30-second fab discussion. At this point, I'm not sure how much sense it makes to talk fab, but we'll do it anyway. Fab? I think it's just, again, a matter of what your situation is because that's going to determine, you know, if you're locked into your playoffs, then you may want to save a little bit of the fab just in case to see what happens for some guys down the road. But as you say all the time, and I completely agree, you know, once you get into the playoffs, you're competing against at first five other competitors, most likely, and then it pairs down to, you know, down to one if you make it to the championship game. So, you know, if you think there's somebody that could help your team, again, short term could be somebody like Snell or Knight. Long term could be somebody like Dobbins or Gordon. Um, you know, the receivers will have certainly plenty of conversations about a lot of those guys, but if you don't need to spend your fab, then save it. You know, I mean, I was in a situation, uh, with a team that I'm in first place where somebody outbid me, thankfully for, uh, Deion Jackson a few weeks ago. And I was able to save my fab and get Christian Watson because I was able to out, you know, uh, spend everybody else. So, you know, you, you want to make sure you're conservative to the right point. Um, but if you're, you know, scrapping to make the playoffs, what are you saving it for? You know, so get in however you can. Looking at buys for week 14. And you know what? If, you, if you're not really playing for anything this week, you want to get ahead of the game, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's too early to to you know not be playing for anything. But if you want to get ahead of the game, next week's a huge week for you. All right, let's say you're like 6-6 six and six or something and on the cusp. Yeah. Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington, they're all on buy in week 14. So you can maybe take a look at at some week 14 stuff. It's not horrible though, because in terms of the, when you think about the players who are out, yeah, there's not a lot of stars for, for six teams being on a buy. Yeah, it's true. Handful, but not a lot. All right. Let's talk about our top three at each position to get some names out there. And then we will go deeper into it a little bit later. Jamie, who are the top quarterbacks to get this week? Uh, Jared Goff is one. Mike White is two. And then it's kind of uh, ugh for three. But I would put Jordan Love third just with the chance that if he does start for Aaron Rodgers, he looked very good. You know, best he's looked so far in his in his career. Um, stepping in against the Eagles, the Bears we know are terrible. And so uh, maybe the, the, the torch is passed and how Aaron Rodgers has owned Chicago. Uh, maybe Jordan Love can do the same thing. So uh, he would be the third guy for me. Okay. Goff, Mike White, Jordan Love. Goff has the uh, jet. Uh, sorry. Uh, who does the Jaguars? Jaguars. <laughs> so he has scored yeah. 18 or more fantasy points in five of six home games this season. And Jacksonville, we know, has been sort of suspect at times against opposing passing attacks. So Goff is a low end starter for this week. Okay. Um, running back. And he gets Minnesota at home too next week. So that's another good matchup. Dave, is there anything you want to add to the running back list after Snell and Knight and, you know, Dobbins? Well, I, I think there's some interesting names that are still out there anywhere from half of our leagues to almost all the leagues. Kyron Williams makes some sense. I, I don't know if you want to have Rams players, but he'll catch a few passes. He played 70% of the snaps for L.A., so he's going to get an opportunity 
to be, uh, I hope, I think, a primary back for them. They're taking on Seattle this week. Their run defense clearly got stopped. Not that I'd feel good about him. He'd be bench depth in PPR. Uh, Jermichael Hasty. what if Doug Peterson's lying? You'd love to have Jermichael Hasty, But I think I'd lean toward Jordan Mason as being the third guy that I would go after, after Snell and Knight. Because we know that Elijah's out. We know that there's a knee inflammation. Is that what they say? Irritation. No. Irritation. Irritat. Like, what is it? he's got acne on his knee? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what that means. So Jordan Mason's going to play. I think he'll be the next man up. So, and I don't think he'll cost you much in fab, and you can probably get him on your second or third run through waivers. Certainly would try and get him if I had McCaffrey and I lost Elijah Mitchell. Other running backs that I think could have like a small role, maybe you're desperate. James Cook, Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, Hilliard could end up playing a decent amount for Tennessee against Philadelphia if they get behind against the Eagles. They're, nothing special, nothing great here, which is why there's an interesting case to be made for, for Dobbins particularly uh, as someone who could end up being useful down the stretch, someone that could help your team a little bit later on. Uh, there are two matchup notes that I haven't gotten to yet that I just want to bring up really quickly here. Kyron Williams, his next two matchups are against the teams that allow the most receiving yards per game to running backs. You know, it's a, it's a little bit deceiving. He just faced one, though, so I mean. Yeah, and what did he have? This is three catches. Three catches. That's not terrible, right? I mean, no, he's, three he's, for 25 he's, as, at the Chiefs. As Dave said, he's worth putting on the list, but, you know, like – I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, his matchups are great. Let's go get that guy. Like, yeah. that's well, they are point. great, but but remember, I mean, we wasted all the good matchups on you, Rams running backs. But but uh, the other one was Zay Jones. The next two opponents he faces, the Lions and the Titans, are third and fourth in uh, wide receiver targets seen per game. So Zay Jones has been very target dependent. He doesn't have good games when he has fewer than eight targets. The Lions and the Titans, a ton of wide receiver targets this year. Which brings us to wide receivers, Jamie. Who are the top wide receivers? Zay Jones is one, and then it's kind of a toss-up after that. I have Traylon Burks, two, and then Michael Gallup, three, just because he did have eight targets, and hopefully there's something there with Dak Prescott. But it, the, the third one to me is is very wide open because if Odell Beckham signs, then you know Gallup could go by the wayside. DeAndre Carter, certainly in the conversation. Mac Hollins, I think, is worth a look based on what he's shown. Um, you could speculate again. This is more in the, in the Dobbins, uh, Gordon range, you know, on Jameson Williams with what he could look like when he comes back. If you want to just get ahead of things uh, there, Elijah Moore playing on a slot with Mike White. Is somebody to take a look at Van Jefferson? You know, there's just so many different directions you can go um, with with that third spot. But to me, Burks, like we've said for the last two weeks, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bail on him because he only had four for 70. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and depending on what site you play on and your scoring settings, you got a touchdown from the fumble. Um, but it, Zay Jones is the easy number one. It's just, there's a lot of, you know, it, it, it's a one and a lot of twos or, or probably a one and a lot of threes, you know, behind, uh, uh, behind Zay Jones. But I'll challenge that because why is he an easy number one over Traylon Burks when, you know, Zay Jones is probably who he is and obviously he's coming off his best game, but, uh, why not go for, isn't there more upside with Traylon Burks? You could certainly make that argument. Yeah. I, I, I guess I shouldn't discount that. So that, that's a very fair point. But, um, I think you've seen enough of what Jacksonville's passing attack is for the season by comparison to what the Titans passing attack is. And and that's saying something because Ryan Tannehill the last two weeks has been 624 yards. So he's throwing the ball very well. Um, It's just a matter of can Traylon Burks ever get to the point of being consistent. And so I think you're taking the chance on what this two week stretch is. Certainly forget about two weeks, the one game scenario for, for Zay Jones coming off an 11 catch game, you know, so uh, with the way Lawrence is playing right now, he's looking like, 
the guy that they drafted him to be. You know, the last three games has been fantastic, certainly the last two performances fantasy-wise. And so matchup against Detroit, um, I, I think Zay Jones to me is a, is a slight uh, slight, slight winner in the clubhouse over, over Traylon Burks right now. I'll give you another edge that Jones has over Burks. Here are the matchups for Tennessee moving forward. Eagles, mm. we want to start Traylon Burks against Philadelphia. That seems dangerous. Jacksonville. Maybe against Jacksonville, that's a good matchup, but I also think Derrick Henry is going to run in that game. Derrick Henry is definitely going to be able to run against the Chargers. Henry will go off in Week 16 against Houston, and then they've got the Cowboys in Week 17. How many of these games are you going to feel good starting Traylon Burks? Well, I think it's kind of like you're kind of hoping he's Christian Watson, where he can emerge to be someone who can have a great game against the Eagles because he's so talented. But that's it is a very good point. It's also, though, I mean, t- to be fair, the Packers, I know their pass rush has fallen apart. He, he did have his best game against that secondary, which is still pretty good. Wasn't it a little fluky? I, I discount the the 50-yard touchdown at the 50-yard pass at the end of the game. The fact that he was 6 for 50 and starting to look legit and had 14 targets coming out of that game. Or excuse me, was 14? 8 and 6. Um, 14 tar- or 15 targets because he had the 50-yard the catch. So 15 targets out of the game. They're trying. And the fact that they're trying shows you that they feel more comfortable with him. And so I do think that, especially to your point, Dave, even though the Eagles secondary is tough, um, if they, if you believe that they're going to be chasing points, then Tannehill's throwing the ball again. If he's getting, you know, eight-plus targets without C.J. Gardner-Johnson there, we saw what that secondary looked like after he, he left. You know, Christian Watson gets the big touchdown following that. So, you know, I, I think mm. there's chances for Burks to make some plays. Not that you're starting. I agree with you. But uh, there's certainly chances. So, Behind Zay Jones, to me, he's the second guy. Would you guys drop Deontay Johnson for Zay Jones? Yes. Sure. Would Deontay Johnson drop a touchdown pass last night if it were the first touchdown pass he was going to catch? It was frustrating. I I don't know if he actually would have completed the catch because the way Faison was on him. Mm -hmm. But my God, man, hits you in the hands. At least least pull it into your body and see if you can make the play. It was just frustrating. All right, we got to go to tight ends here. Uh, By the way, Derrick Henry gets Houston in week 16. He has rushed for 200 yards and two to three touchdowns in four straight games against Houston. So congratulations. If you get there, congratulations on moving on to the finals. Uh, Dave, who are the top tight ends? Top tight ends. There are none. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want any of these guys. These are. I spent so much time trying to figure out who I like best. It is such an ugly list. Uh, I'm going to put Hayden Hurst at the top of the list, but I don't love it. In seven games when he's played with Chase Higgins and Boyd, He's had four with at least nine PPR points, two with 11 PPR points, maybe a safe floor play Hmm. in a matchup that they're going to have to throw the ball against Kansas City. I've got Austin Hooper next because he's not necessarily a touchdown or bust tight end. He can find some red zone and end zone targets. He has two end zone targets and two touchdowns in his past three games with Ryan Tannehill. Just has low target volume, but can get you 30 to 40 yards. Told you this list stinks. Foster Morrow is going to be after that. He can also get you 30 to 40 yards, but he is specifically a touchdown or bust tight end. The one thing in his favor, he has five end zone targets in his past three games, but only two touchdowns, same as Austin Hooper, and he's got a tough matchup against the Chargers. That's my top three. I throw Tyler Conklin in after that, and then I think the list just gets uglier as we go down. I have literally nine names, and I don't know if I've got a strong feeling on any one of them. I kind of like the setup for Tyler Conklin. First off, it's a revenge game taking on the Vikings for team. Um, and I do think that we'll see Mike White probably have to get the ball a little bit quicker uh, if, if he didn't do so enough already. Quicker. <laughs> um, yeah, he's getting it out pretty quick as is. Short area targets because this pass yeah. rush is going to be a little bit tougher for him. So I think Conklin 
uh, is worth using as even a starter this week. And I also wouldn't give up on Jawan Johnson. It was a real tough matchup against the 49ers. He had an end zone target that he dropped. Um, he, he's going to get more than two targets this week against the Bucks, and that secondary is a little bit banged up with Winfield getting hurt. So um, I, I think Jawan Johnson's still worth keeping an eye on there as well. Yeah, you didn't even have my the guy that I wanted to be my favorite. Going oh, Jason Hill, your favorite guy. No, not, not him. <laughs> are you done? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't like starting him, but I just wanted to see where that went. Uh, Evan Ingram, I just wish he were more involved, you know, because he's had such a good stretch yeah. midseason, and he's got the Lions this week, and uh, but he, what, one target last week, so can't. You know, he had just, a touchdown called back last week, but still not, not as much work as we yeah. had been getting used to with him. Used to be able to pencil in ten PPR points with right, Ingram. right. Uh, DSTs. I just want to point out, not this week. The Chiefs are at the Bengals this week, but I've gotten a lot of questions. Who's the best playoff DST? And I think it's a pretty crummy list. I also don't think it's a decision you have to make right now. But the Chiefs do stand out after the Bengals mm-hmm. this coming week. Their next four games are Denver, Houston, Seattle, and Denver. Three great matchups in there for the Chiefs. So uh, if you started them this week and can afford to roster two DSTs, you might want to keep the Chiefs on your team. Jamie, who are the best DSTs to get? I mean, you find the team playing the Rams. So it's the Seahawks this week. They're the best one. Um, yep. I would I would go with the Browns next because they get the Texans. And then I would go with the Packers third because they get the Bears. So there's three easy matchups to find. They're all available in over 55% of leagues on CBS Sports. And I would stick with the Steelers if you have them as well, getting the Falcons. So uh, those would be the top four for me. But the, the Seahawks, easy. You know, just find the team playing the Rams and, and go that route. And it's not just that. They've got Carolina the week after. So you could potentially use the Seahawks for two Not against weeks. Sam Darnold, baby. <laughs> well, not I'm, against the I'm going to take the chance that Sam Darnold is not a, a tough matchup for the Seahawks defense. And I know that Seattle's defense looked awful last week. They looked awful the week before. They know it. I'm pretty sure Pete Carroll is going to go all in on stopping the run against the Rams this week. They'll look better. They'll put up good numbers, and then they'll do it again against Carolina. And then they play the 49ers, and they'll completely fall apart. But for at least the next two weeks, Seattle should help you out. Yeah, you, you do have to be careful picking up the Packers just in case Justin Fields comes back, which certainly could happen. Right, and they have a bye the week after. There there really isn't there isn't a DST that's going to be widely available that's got good matchups for multiple weeks starting this week other than Seattle. Okay, uh, Jamie, kickers real quick. I'm going to stick with Cameron Dicker just because I think he's in a productive offense and, and continues to uh, – has had good scoring opportunities since taking over the job for Dustin Hopkins. Greg Zerline this week gets the Vikings indoors. You don't have to worry about weather there. Uh, Ryan Suckup, good matchup against the Browns. They give up a lot of fantasy points to kickers. And then Joey Sly, I know he had a bad game last week, missed a point, uh, an extra point, but – He's made all of his kicks in, in his last three games, and two of those games, he's got 11 or more fantasy points. So against the Giants, check the weather, but I think it'll still be okay. I hope we have good weather. And Dave, you any, any IDP? Uh, I just started looking because I remember that I needed to do that. <laughs> Landon Roberts for the Dolphins makes sense. He's coming off of a huge game, and he's been fairly productive. Cam Taylor-Britt, back-to-back games with double-digit points in leagues where tackles count. Uh, Marcus Peters has had a good couple of games for Baltimore. Here's a Derek Forrest past three games. This is in the league where tackles count 12.5, eight, 9.5. Some of it's a little fluky, some past defense stats, not necessarily tackles. You don't want to rely on that, but he has been productive. Okay. And you could 
just keep an eye on Pete Werner for the Saints. He was their leading tackle and tackler, and I think among the NFL leaders. He's missed three games in a row, but we'll see. If How did Ellis Williams do this week? coming back for the Ravens? Who's that? Marcus Williams at oh. some point is going to return for the Ravens for right. his injury, and he was awesome to start the season. Okay. Caden Ellis has been replacing Pete Warner. He's been awesome, at least 12 tackles oh, in each of wow. his past two games. Okay, good call. And he's still out there in 91% of CBS Sports Leagues. All Ellis, right. two L's, two S's. Jamie, how are you feeling these days? feel like you're in shape. Uh, not as in shape as I should be, but hopefully trending in that direction. Get your butt on the Peloton, Jamie. All right. They've got motivation that moves you. They got great instructors. They've got great music. Great way for Jamie to get some work done. I'm going to let him talk about it. Tell us why you love your Peloton. I can't wait for you to uh, eventually move and get one for yourself so mm-hmm. we can share information and our rides. Uh, but it's great. You know, it's it's um, my favorite thing to do just to get on the ride, get on the bike and you know, I like to do the scenic rides just to zone out, but obviously, you know, you use the, uh, the instructors, as you mentioned, they are so fantastic. The music is amazing. Um, and it's not just the bike, you know, I, I'm sure people that have the treadmill love it, but for us, it's the app is fantastic, you know, to do the workouts off the bike. Um, uh, my wife does the yoga workouts. We use the meditation to put our kids to sleep. That's a, a constant in our house. Um, I like to use the app when I travel, take the bands with me and, and do the workouts that way. But, uh, the bike is obviously the best thing. And it's funny, every time I say it, I look over it because I just want to go ride. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, it's just awesome. It's great to, you know, um, take your mind off of things. You know, you can do a 20-minute ride. It's just a great workout in your house and a great way to get a good sweat, you know, burn some calories and, uh, you know, I, I think improve your lifestyle overall. So uh, couldn't, couldn't recommend the Peloton any higher. Thank you, Jamie. And uh, motivation that moves you anytime, anywhere. Try the Peloton bike or tread risk-free for 30 days. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. New members only. Terms apply. Cool. Okay, so back to um, waiver wire. Uh, should we do the shallow league, deep league stuff? Let's just do some, yeah. All right. Uh, Dave, shallow leagues. What about him? Players that are, you know, 80% rostered or more, you know, like Gerald, I don't know, Gerald Everett, are you still even interested in him? Um, I Listen, I would run into Gerald Everett's arms compared to the other tight ends that are out there that we've talked about. I know that he hasn't been great, but in an offense that throws a lot, he runs a lot of routes, he's involved near the goal line, he had the two-point conversion. Yes, I would take him. Trevor Lawrence, I think, would be certainly someone to pick up oh, in yeah. shallower leagues. Right. Um, what about Donovan Peoples-Jones? Is Donovan Peoples-Jones a hold, an ad, a drop? A hold or an ad. I mean, the, the guy that they were hoping to be their quarterback is back. So should be, should be all systems go from this point forward. Would you keep him or get Zay Jones? I would take Zay Jones over him, but, you know, I, I, I would you, too. we're, we're going to go case by case. There's, there's a lot of receivers I'd probably have rather than Donovan Peoples-Jones, but... In, in in a blanket, I think holding him or adding him would make more sense. How about Paris Campbell coming off a disappointing game? Uh, add, or add he's eighty percent rostered. What do you recommend with him? Same. I can't I can't see anybody feeling good about starting him. So you're speculating on him only in deep PPR leagues. Would you consider it's it's, it's, him it's his first bad game in his last five with with Matt Ryan? So I wouldn't necessarily panic against the Steelers. <laughs> I don't know if you were watching, listening to the broadcast last night. We'll we'll talk about the game in a moment, but Troy Aikman could not have been criticizing Matt Ryan more without like actually criticizing. He was him. criticizing. He was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was kindly just talking about how poorly Matt Ryan was playing. He, he was terrible. Yeah, he was really bad. 
But again, you know, this is this was not the setup. I, I mean, I, I I thought the Steelers' defense would play a, a little bit better. The kickoff return didn't help in terms of the points allowed. Yeah, because that set up the Colts to to score. But I mean, this was as as Taylor made a matchup for that defense. You know, with how aggressive they are getting after the quarterback and and that offensive line. And so, um, I, I don't understand. I also don't understand what the hell they were doing at the end of the game. Like that was just ridiculous. The timeouts. The yeah. lack thereof. I, I, lack thereof. Right. I tweeted. I tweeted. Jeff, I'm saving my timeouts for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, deep league targets, Jamie. None of these guys are available in my league. So who do I get in that scenario? <laughs> uh, I mean, the quarterbacks are, are are pretty easy. Mike White is still available. You know, certainly for one quarterback leagues, I would imagine he's scooped up in superflex and two quarterback leagues. He's at 12. percent Jordan loves at three percent. So those guys should be available to you at running back. I mean, the top guys that we mentioned are 1% rostered on CBS. So uh, both Benny Snell and, and Zonovan Knight are uh, available everywhere uh, mm-hmm. as well as if you know, if you can't get them, Anthony McFarlane and Ty Johnson should have roles if the starters are out as well. So those guys can help you too in desperate situations. Jordan Mason's 1% rostered Tyrion Davis price, who might be the better handcuff uh, because he was playing ahead of Jordan Mason at the beginning of the season. He's 4% rostered. So that's something to keep in mind there. Um, when we get to receivers, there's, uh, you know, several options for you. You know, if you can't get your hands on, on Zay Jones, I'll, I'll go 20% or less. So DeAndre Carter's at 20%. Elijah Moore is at 19%. Sky Moore, who still could have a role, depending on what happens with um, uh, Kadarius Tony, is at 18%. Richie James, your favorite guy, 2% roster. Uh, Olamai <laughs> Zacchaeus, who you mentioned on um, Fantasy Football Today, and, and I thought the way you laid it out was perfect, that if you were to say this receiver first game without Kyle Pitts had this amount of targets and receptions, he would be somebody that we're targeting. It happened to be Zacchaeus, who had nine targets and eight catches, 4% rostered. Quez Watkins, who scored two games without Dallas Goddard, 2% rostered. David Bell, you're starting to see his role uptick. Now getting... Deshaun Watson, he's at 4% rostered. And then you go to the tight ends. Uh, the one that that I think is just worth looking at, if if anything comes out of last night's game for the Colts, is Jelani Woods was an absolute monster. And so Keelan Grayson uh, banged up in that game. Woods is at 3%. He had eight catches in that game, you know, with the way that Matt Ryan is playing right now. Uh, that's somebody to take a look at. And then Jordan Akins uh, had a very productive game despite the fumble against the Dolphins where he might have got his head taken off. Uh, but he's at 1% rostered. So new quarterback, there's always something to look at for change. And uh, they haven't been playing Brevin Jordan at all for the Texans. So if you're desperate, uh, Jordan Akins could be helpful for you. All right, we are way behind, guys. I got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about the Colts, Steelers, and a little bit more waiver wire chat here. But um, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so 
you know, interesting show today. We spent a lot of time on the the key running backs, which I think we had to do, but we probably left some names out like Van Jefferson, Chase Claypool, players you might have questions about. So we'll get to everything. So just give me two minutes on the Steelers and the Colts, Dave. Give me a, a quick takeaway from this game, you know, other than Benny Snell, other than that, like you want to talk about Jonathan Taylor, good game for uh, for Michael Pittman. He came through at the end there. What do you, What stood out to you? We should do a little bit more research on Jelani Woods to see if he could matter at tight end because getting nine targets, I, I don't know when the last time was that a Colts tight end had nine targets. I mean, holy cow, that was surprising. And, you know, he's a huge dude who can just pick up short area targets. It's part of the reason why Paris Campbell didn't do anything. So I might consider Jelani Woods as a possible option off the waiver wire at tight end too. Pittman had a great game. Good to see it. Usually he's been right around... Usually he's been right around seven for 61, which is what he had without the touchdown, but he scored. That was good to see. So uh, I, f- I feel great about him. Jonathan Taylor played 92% of the snaps. I'd say he's back. I'd say he looks mostly like his old self. You shouldn't feel so bad about using him. Uh, no one's feeling bad about using him, but you shouldn't feel like you're not getting the best of Jonathan Taylor. But he's back to being a top 12 running back rest of season. And George Pickens continues to just make outstanding plays for Pittsburgh. I already cannot wait to draft this guy next year, but I don't really want to start him this year. It's a problem with Pickens, but he's the only guy along with Fryermuth that I would truly trust in the Steelers passing game. I mean, the thing with Pickens is that last week he dropped a long touchdown and this week he was wide open and Pickett missed him. Pickett did not have a great game. Very inaccurate game. And that's, he struggles with that. Well, I mean, it was 20 of 28, so but, but, yeah, but he threw the ball downfield. He was inaccurate. You know, I mean, had some bad sure. misses. Uh, like on the third down on the first possession, it was like a two-yard route. He missed the guy. But any, anyway. Right. Um, he did. It was high. Uh, yeah, I mean, Pickens could have had two more touchdowns over the last two games. Should have had two more touchdowns. One was on him. One was not. So don't drop right. Don't drop him. Should we say that? Don't drop George Pickens? No. Of course not. Would you drop him for Zay Jones? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it depends on what you need, but yes, I think Zay Jones is probably going to produce at the same level of George Pickens. If you're telling me both are playing the way they're playing right now. Well, the way they're playing right now, I mean, it's very different for Zay Jones than, than what it was, you know, two I, years ago. I, if, if you tell me that they're both going to play at the level that they're potential of playing right now, like All right. if they don't, well, you, you'd want George Pickens to be what Zay Jones is right now. Well, I'd want George Pickens to get the type of targets that we've seen Zay Jones get, which is double digits before their buy and then coming out of the buy. I mean, he, he, Zay Jones looked like, for one game anyway, the number one receiver for Jacksonville. I don't think that will last. I think it's going to be Christian Kirk still. But he's going to be the number two, and I bet it gets a little more concentrated between those two. Sorry, Evan Ingram. Sorry, Marvin Jones. Those two guys are going to end up getting the most targets. I think Trevor Lawrence trusts them the most. I wish that Pickens would get that type of target volume from game to game. Okay, let's go drop meter real quick here, guys. Zero to 10 on the drop meter Cam Akers, 70% rostered. 10. 10, unless it's a really deep league, then I'd, I'd put him at like a 7. Jarek McKinnon, 53%. 2. I'd go higher than that. Uh, 6. Drink One injury away from being the guy for the the Chiefs. There's no way I'm dropping. Until Melvin Gordon's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they want to go with fumble Gordon. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm surprised that you're putting that much stock into Melvin Gordon, Dave. I thought I thought you would have just poo pooed it. No, okay. I, I think that he can potentially contribute in a significant way. 
Jarek, but he, I mean, he's got he's got to get on the active roster first. We'll see. Jarek McKinnon, uh, Drake London, Drake London. That's who we're on next. Seventy three percent roster. Drake London. Ten. Nine. Curtis Samuel, eighty percent. Ten. An- another nine. Tyler Boyd. Ten, 90- and, ten and non PPR. Tyler Boyd, ninety six percent. Eight. Uh, five in PPR, nine in non PPR. Kenyon Drake. Ten. Wow. Um, six. Donovan Peoples Jones. Zero. Three. All right. Let's talk waiver can wire. I give you, can I yeah. give you one more thing on Jelani Woods? Yeah. He played 39 snaps. I believe that's season high. He ran 27 routes, also a season high. Uh, the target share, ridiculous, 28%. That goes without saying. He might catapult up to the top of my tight ends to grab. Just, just based on opportunity alone and knowing that Matt Ryan doesn't want to throw more than six yards downfield very often. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, we are going to have, as we do every Tuesday night, a live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern. We can update you on anything we find out throughout the day in terms of injuries. Join us at youtube.com slash fantasy football today, live at 8 p.m. Eastern until 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, should be very helpful for you, and we answer your questions. Quarterbacks on the waiver wire, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence are the shallow league guys. Lawrence in your top 10 this week at Detroit? Lawrence might be the start of the week. So, yeah, I love the setup for him against Detroit. Mm-hmm. The way he's playing, the Lions have just been bad against opposing passing games. Uh, I think you'll see Lawrence hopefully. In, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think you're going to see this uh, be one of the better games of the week. And so I'm hoping that uh, Lawrence takes advantage of what he did last week, carrying it over to a very productive matchup uh, in, in Detroit. Okay, Jared Goff is number one, followed by Mike White, and then Jordan Love, and then Ryan Tannehill. That's the waiver wire priority for Jamie. Jared Goff against the Jaguars. Um, five of the last six quarterbacks against Jacksonville have scored 22 or more fantasy points. Some of them have done it. Some of them have done it through rushing totals, but still a lot of points given up there. And then he's got uh, Minnesota the following week, so Goff might have two weeks that you might want to use him. Um, Mike White, Jordan Love, Tannehill. That's Jamie's order. Dave, any disagreement there? I'll take White first. I think they both have a good matchup. White against the Vikings, they've allowed at least 21 fantasy points to five of the past six quarterbacks they faced. And White doesn't play with a run game that might sweat tons of touchdowns away from them at the goal line. He might get some opportunities to throw when they're certainly inside the 10, but also inside the three. Furthermore, I think he's got... Let me make sure I want to say this. Yeah, I think he's got the most explosive wide receiver between the two of them within Garrett Wilson. And I think that his his ability to make plays after the catch adds just an extra element. And Elijah Moore can do it too. Not that St. Brown's bad. St. Brown's awesome. But I, I like the receiving core a little better for White than I do for, for Jared Goff. I like them both this week. They're both, where are they in my quarterback ring? They're both top 16. But I've got White a little higher. All right. I, I mean, I, I think... Jordan Love is pretty freaking interesting with the way he looked against the Eagles, much better. And the Bears are just and it's a great so matchup. Bad it's right true. Now. It's they're a great so matchup. So bad, and now they're not going to have Eddie Jackson. Um, the the last. Oh no, that'll that'll do it for Chicago. Well, he's a veteran safety. I mean, it's still a big deal. I mean, unless they can't put the pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, they, I'm not arguing. I'm just at saying they're even right. worse now. Um, and then Tannehill's just got a tough matchup at Philadelphia. Okay, so that's our. Uh, that's our top. Like, would you start any of these guys over Tom Brady this week? Goff. Yep. 
Would you yep. start? I'd start Goff and White and Trevor. And that's in reverse order of how I like them, but would you start uh, all three of them? Jared Goff, Mike White, or uh Derek Carr? Goff. I have Carr highest. All right. Let's go to running backs here. Oh, uh, just real quick, any interest in Mac Jones against the Bills or no. t- Taylor Heineke at the Giants? No. Okay. No. Running backs. So let's just sum it up. Brian Robinson's going to put Taylor Heineke in his big hat and run for a billion yards against the Giants. <laughs> oh, man. You look like Super Mario with that thing on. Uh, by the way, Daniel Bellinger could play this week. That'd be great. Waiver wire? Uh, not, that would be a waiver not, wire guy. Not quite, not quite. Not against Washington, but no. Uh, uh, Might catch a touchdown. He, he, that's true. That's possible. Okay, so to sum it up, if you just need someone this week and you're setting your claims today, Tuesday, it's Snell one, White two, right? Knight, I think so. Knight, Again, Knight, you know, Knight. I could see the situation where Knight is not only better this week, but also better long term. So. It's basically one and one A. I, I just think that you lean toward the best matchup for this week, and the best matchup for this week would be Steelers starter versus Atlanta as opposed to Jets starter versus Vikings. Okay. You also need to keep and an all eye it on takes the are, are, are one or two words, or three words, I guess I should say, from Mike Tomlin to flip it and put Zonovan White at the top. Or Jalen Warren. If he, if he uses the words, if he uses the words day to day on either Warren or Najee, it's going to sour everybody. on. Yeah, but I mean, Robert Sala, if you're going to play that card, Robert Sala said the same thing about Michael Carter that he's day-to-day. So um, I, I think it's you got to keep an eye on okay. on what all these all these reports are, all these coaches are saying. You know, for people that run waivers on Tuesday, you may get screwed because you may pick up one of these two guys or both. And by Wednesday, Carter's back at practice, Najee's back at practice, Warren's back at practice, and – it's just uh, uh, a complicated to continue the word uh, scenario that's that's ugly across the board. Mm-hmm. If you run waivers on Wednesday, then you're a little bit more of a luxury because you can see what's happening with the practice reports. All the more reason why you should run waivers on Wednesday. But let's lay out this scenario. Mike Tomlin comes out and says, yeah, Najee's day-to-day, Jalen Warren's day-to-day. And we learn that Michael Carter is, well, you already know, day-to-day. Who do you take first between Snell and Knight? I still take Snell. See, I think I'll go night because of what you said and what you mentioned. A, we know that he's going to play. If Najee's healthy, I don't think Benny Snell's going to play that much. Knight will play. He'll at least do something. And B, there's some long-term potential. Long-term meaning more than just week 13. Sure. Yeah. The, the matchups are just so polar opposites of just in terms of run defense, Falcons versus Vikings. And right. Ty Johnson should not be discounted if Michael Carter doesn't play. You probably don't need to pick him up. Maybe you do, but... Uh, it depends how deep your league is. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like the case we've been... He might be the better McKinnon. of the two for this game. Based on the based on the, how the Vikings have been against running backs, he might, he might be. Um, okay, you also should look at Jalen Warren. Now, we had a little bit of a disagreement earlier in the show. Seems like if Jalen Warren and Benny Snell were the two running backs... Jamie thinks Snell would not get many touches. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, thinks Snell might be the running downs back, kind of like Najee, and Warren would keep yeah, his... Yeah, he could be a goal. like a 10 for 45 type back, and Jalen Warren could be five carries for 25 yards and four catches for 35 yards. Yeah, that's... Uh, both of them very unexciting. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, also you can take a look at uh, Jamichael Hasty for the Jaguars, although we expect ETN to play. J.K. Dobbins, who's going to practice this week, probably not going to play. 49ers running backs, Jordan Mason and Tyrion Davis-Price. Which one would you prefer? I'd go Mason right now over TDP, but it would not surprise me if Davis-Price is the better of the two, just based on how things went earlier in the season. Okay, Kyron Williams. I always, whenever I think of this type of scenario, I think of... Uh, what was the Batman mm. movie with Heath Ledger? I never forget if it's Dark Knight Rises or The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. It's The Dark Knight. Yeah, but they're they're all confusing me. Uh, <laughs> the names. Um, so it, it's the scene where uh the Joker kills the gangster and then he wants to uh hire one of his two thugs and he breaks the pool stick and he says we have room for one of you. Good luck. Right. Um, it's I feel like it's going to be that between Jordan Mason and, and Tyrion Davis Price. Like they're going to have to fight it out for the second spot in practice. Right. And Davis Price wasn't active. Mason was. Mason was probably active. So I'm he could play on special teams. Yep. And then he was wedged into action. So you might be, there might be something there. Yeah, Davis but Price McCaffrey may not play this week. <clears throat> then they're both He's, going to play. They're just going to yeah. ride who, the hot hand. McCaffrey's playing. He came back in after the knee irritation. Okay. I mean, I think they said he's going to be, he's, they're going to take it slow with him this week. So I'm pretty sure he's not going to practice on Wednesday. And then we'll be talking about it. We'll see what happens. All right. Anyway, uh, Kyron Williams is kind of low on your list just because it's the Rams. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um, Might get you eight PPR points. Mike Boone. We haven't talked about Mike Boone. He could be back this week for the Broncos. Mike Boone. Definitely somebody to keep an eye on if you have a a deeper league spot because this is a 32-year-old Latavius Murray who's getting a lot of work. And, you know, at, at some point, you know, if they're looking for who might have more explosiveness, Mike Boone certainly has more explosiveness than Latavius Murray. So Murray's fine. This isn't an indication that Murray's going to get benched. But he's certainly an upgrade. Boone is over Marlon Mack at this point. And the fact that they released Divino Zigbo should tell you that they're probably going to make Mike Boone active. And so, you know, again, deeper league option only. But uh, don't be surprised if uh, we're in the same boat that we were, like we were a few years ago, where Mike Boone is a starting running back for the Broncos. Uh, and, and, no, <laughs> and, no, and, don't, don't me. I'm getting trauma just could, thinking uh, about it. Let you down. But I, I think it's it's certainly worth your interest if you have a deeper deeper league spot, deeper league roster to pick him up. Uh, to be fair, and no one wants to remember that field goal fest between the Broncos and the Colts in week five. He had 10 touches in the game. He had 85 total yards, Mike Boone did. So, yeah, there's probably something there, but I'm, I, I still have hurt feelings, Mike, from that, <laughs> from that run with the Vikings. Okay, let's let's move on. Uh, one more name. Championship. One more name. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Chuba Hubbard, thirty-five percent rostered, <clears throat> was legitimately, you know, splitting carries with Foreman. Had seventeen sure. carries. Uh, they have their bye this week. Any? Do you guys see any reason to add Chuba Hubbard? Let's make it quick so we can go to wide receivers. No. You can do it on Saturday if you want to do it at all because there won't be any demand for him. The only reason to do it would be to just have bench depth. Okay. Wide receivers. All right. Uh, let's see if Paris Campbell and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Rondell Moore are available. Moore is going into a bye, but he's 70% rostered and hope, hopefully back after the bye. Zay Jones is... The fact that they released uh, the opera singer um, is a good sign. Pavarotti? A Chelly. <laughs> Enrico Palazzo. Oh, there you go. Uh, Zay Jones. My favorite. One of the one of those is his actual name. My favorite moment in that whole baseball scene, Enrico Palazzo in Naked Gun. 
is when he calls strike three before the ball gets to the catcher's yeah, yeah, mitt. Yeah. He's just feeling it. Oh my god, just cracks. And me then up. he's like dancing around, <laughs> hey, hey, shaking his tush. Hey. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, uh, Zay Jones, Traylon Burks, Michael Gallup. Jamie already said it's not not a great week for that third receiver, Michael Gallup. Facing the Colts, who, by the way, have uh, are allowing the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, DeAndre Carter, pretty interesting. He is basically an outside receiver right now without Mike Williams. Keenan Allen has come back, and Carter has played a ton in the last two games, and he's played two-thirds of his snaps out wide, where he had been the slot replacement for Keenan Allen. So against the Raiders, I mean, there could be a lot of points in this game. DeAndre Carter, 20% available. Matt Collins face in that same game. Matt Collins. You got Jamison Williams. We haven't talked about him. And you put DJ Chark on there as well. He had a touchdown. Revenge but, game. Uh, oh, but yeah. About it is that. a revenge game for DJ Chark. So Jamison Williams, Jamie, what are your expectations for him? I think, again, it's like J.K. Dobbins. If you don't need any of these guys, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Zay Jones necessarily qualifies. So I think you might want to have that type of player. But um, if you don't need any of these guys, you know, Traylon Burks or Gallup or Hollins or, or Carter, um, you know, the, the, the news on Williams was, was more pessimistic than it was at the end of last week, you know, in, uh, the Thanksgiving day game, you know, or, or leading up to Thanksgiving day game when they thought that they were going to get him back in week 13. So he's close, you know, it's a matter of when the Lions want to make him active. But again, as, as you alluded to, if you get past week 16, we assume the week 13 against the Jaguars, they get the Vikings who just lost a cornerback of their own in week 14. Uh, then maybe Jamison Williams can make an impact from that point forward. So, um, I, I, you know, it's kind of like, I was like looking at how I have it ranked for this week comparatively to where these guys should slot in in terms of their waiver wire priorities. And so, you know, Jamison Williams is kind of just a little bit lower, but I think you can make a case that he should be the third guy. Uh, I just got a tweet from Tom Pelissero. I didn't get it. The, the world got it. What's that? You personally? Yeah, I was just saying it wasn't me, uh, but I just he saw the your tweet. DMs. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is not expected to practice much, if at all, this week because of his calf strain, per sources. He'll get around-the-clock treatment in hopes of playing Sunday against the Chargers. Well, oh boy. where are you going to put... Uh, <laughs> where are you going to put any handcuff for the Raiders on your list? Uh, I'll put Zemir White now, probably third. Okay. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Think about what the upside is for everybody not named Snell or Knight. And Zamir White's got them all beat. Well, it will be it will be messy, but Zamir White should be the best of that book group. I want to thank you. I I, I think it's going to be Zamir White with running downs and Amir Abdullah in passing downs. Mm. Yeah, and they're facing the Chargers, and the running yes. downs guy yes. against the Chargers is good. Jamie, I do want to thank you for picking up Zamir White in every league on Saturday. So save me a lot of time on waiver wires this week. Uh, Wait a minute, he <laughs> dropped him on Saturday and Sunday. You dropped him? He dropped, dropped him in the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shoot. All right. Well, then I'm going to have to budget another 10 minutes for uh, for waivers. <laughs> All right. So we talked about Jamison Williams, Elijah Moore. He, I mean, he barely played. He did have one really good play. Man. But maybe he could be picking it up. Van, Van Jefferson. No Allen Robinson. Jefferson scored last week at seven targets. Turned him into 29 whole yards there. Uh, so interest level in Van Jefferson, Dave? Uh, it, it's about as high as it is for Kyron Williams. You're talking about a guy who's playing in a terrible passing offense. Like this is the worst part is that the Rams don't have a good quarterback right now. When they fix that, that's when I'll be more interested in Van Jefferson. You're probably not going to start him. You, you shouldn't expect any more than 10 PPR points. 
You haven't even gotten to the third best receiver on the list. Who? Who? There's this there's this wide out in Buffalo you might have heard of named Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> Short, back. shifty guy, slot receiver, went out on Thanksgiving when no one had any expectations. Played 73% of the snaps, a season high, I might add. 10 targets, six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And I thought it was telling that he played more in this game than he had in any other game previously. But he had previous season highs and snaps in weeks nine and 10. So he's been trending in the direction of being an important part of this Buffalo offense. And I want to have pieces of the Buffalo offense. Okay. You like McKenzie? You'd, you'd take him over Sky Moore? Uh, yes. I'm taking him over everybody except Jones and Burks. All right. Any interest in Chase Hashtag Claypool? Isaiah, baby. Chase Claypool, guys? Is Claypool healthy? I mean, he, he left with an apparent injury, but I don't think that any, there's nothing I've seen that, that leads it to believe that's serious. So if, is there any interest in him? Darnell Mooney was scoring. I mean, he'd be third if he told me Justin Fields was playing with, without question. Okay. Modest interest. I'd, I'd put him over Van Jefferson. I'd have a hard time taking him over Nico Collins. All right, Nico Collins is on here, and then the deeper league guys are Richie James, Olamide Zacchaeus, Quez Watkins, and David Bell. Uh, no interest in Jawan Jennings after his big game. Tight ends, you can look for David Njoku. That might help. He's 77% mm. rostered. You can stash Dallas Goddard, who's been dropped in 20% of leagues, and Darren Waller. Jamie likes Tyler Conklin the best. Dave likes Hayden Hurst the best. I change, I moved Jelani Woods to the top of the list. Oh, all right. Jelani Woods I'm is. sold. He had a season high in snaps, routes, and targets against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's great against tight ends. And he he had monster volume. He is a monster. He's like 6'7 and 260. And Matt Ryan isn't throwing downfield. This is a guy who could catch a bunch of short targets. I think it's hard to make a convincing case for any tight end off the waiver wire this week. And so you might as well just take a chance on Woods and hope that he can continue to see a lot of playing time. He could. The only thing to keep in mind, though, is that they were playing Granson over him basically every game this season. And Granson well, Granson's hurt. Play. And right, so if he hurt. does return, he was close to playing last night. So if he does return this week, then Woods' production could probably just be a one-week wonder. Could be lost in the woods. Uh, Jamie likes the revenge angle for Tyler Conklin plus Minnesota. They've allowed 57 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in four of their last six games. Um, all right, again, Hayes, Juwan, Hayden Hurst, Juwan Johnson's an option against the Bucks. They give up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. Jelani Woods, Logan Thomas against the Giants. Um, in the last three games, Jordan Aikens had 72 yards. Dalton Schultz had 31 yards and two touchdowns. Jake Ferguson had 57 yards. Foster Morrow gets the Chargers. Hunter Henry gets the Bills. Brutal matchup there, so you got to be desperate. Yeah, he's behind everybody. And Jordan Aikens did have a good game with Kyle Allen. Not sure if there's anything to that, but he's last on the list. He's uh, been he's been also one week great, one week sucky, one week okay, one week sucky. Right, but first game with Kyle Allen, so just keep that in mind. What about sure. Evan Ingram? Like, like no, no, just not no feeling injury. it. All right, hard to trust. And would you drop Gerald Everett for any of the waiver wire tight ends? No, uh, I drop him for Conklin's week, especially Mike Williams' place. Yeah. DSTs, Seahawks are at the Rams, Browns get Houston, the Packers are at the Bears. Obviously, Justin Fields' status will uh, will be big there. The Packers have been so bad. The Packers have given up 400 or more total yards in three straight games. They won't do that this week, though. <laughs> uh, the Steelers get the Falcons, and I just want to once again mention the Chiefs as someone to stash, a DST to stash after this week at the Bengals. 
They get Denver twice. 90% rostered at them. Stash. That's what I'm saying. Don't drop. I mean, don't drop. Okay. Uh, because I'm, I'm bringing this up because I've gotten so many questions. Who has the best playoff matchups? I recorded an episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5 on Saturday. If you want to go back and listen to that, I gave you some of the DSTs with the best playoff matchups. The Chiefs were at the top of the list. And kickers, Cameron Dicker, Greg Zerline, Ryan Suckup, and Joey Sly. And that's it for the long show. Thank you to Dave and Jamie for going overtime today. I appreciate that. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. Check us out at 8 p.m. tonight for our live stream where we'll help you out a little bit more. Hopefully have some injury updates for you. Uh, And have a good one, everybody. Talk to you later on Fantasy Football Today. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.